0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: This is the Four FCS Fanatics Radio Show with your hosts Adam Willie, Preston Adams, Dakota Collins, and Jeff Wigton, and now here's the show. Hey guys, what's up? Oh uh, there's more technical difficulties, so it is now week one here. What's up, guys we We are here with Dakota Collins. Dakota, how you doing?
2: Doing great, man. How you doing?
1: Oh, that's great. Start SDS football again. Isn't it?
2: Yeah, I'm so ready. have been looking forward to this for weeks, for months, and it's only just a short couple days away.
1: That is true. Good evening, guys. We're also here with Jeff Wigton. How you doing, Jeff?
3: I'm doing okay tonight. How are you?
1: Pretty good, pretty good. Just watching some old NDSU football games, you know.
3: Understandable. It's a good way to warm up for the season.
1: Of course, of course. So, Jeff, you want to talk about what we got on our
3: lineup for tonight? Not yet. (laughs) I do know that we have a special guest interview. I'm definitely looking forward to that, looking forward to talking a little bit what's going on around our conferences. Um, And yes, we've got, we've got actual football that we're going to be talking about coming up soon. So I think, uh, I think that's definitely something that, uh, that I, I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys think about the upcoming games. Uh, You know, for, oh, for sure. you know, this weekend and also for our, you know, the, the games that will be going on during our show next week.
1: Oh, for sure. We've got a few games we're talking about for next week, and we got three games we talk about for this weekend, including our game of the week, Jacksonville State and North Carolina A&T. Yeah, it's going to be a fun week. Good show. Yeah. Yeah, we'll let you know our special guest here in about an hour when he comes on and joins us. Why don't we kick it off with some talk on our game of the week, Dakota? Yes, sir. You wanna start us off Jackson right. C and we'll see your team?
2: Yeah. I'll be as um as unbiased as possible. But you so game of the week, Montgomery, Alabama. Number six, Jacksonville State versus number four, North Carolina A&T. I feel like this is going to be an amazing game. It's going to be on national TV, ESPN, 7 o'clock Eastern time on Saturday. And these teams, I feel like they match up so well with each other. Um, North Carolina A&T, they got a new head coach, Sam Washington, who spent the last seven seasons as their defensive coordinator. And in six of those seven years, the defense always finished in the top 20, including last year they were number four in total defense. And, of course, JSU is led by John Gross. He's 43-8 and in his four years at JSU. JSU is riding a 41-game regular season winning streak against non-FBS teams. Their last loss was all the way back November 6th on 2013 to Jimmy Garoppolo in eastern Illinois. Um. The last 10 games against the top 25 SCS teams, JSU seven and three. All three of those losses were in the playoffs. So JSU is a really good regular season team. So, but with it being week zero, very early to start the season, I expect you know I wouldn't be surprised. Offense it takes a while to get going. So I feel like in this game, it's going the defense is going to have to not necessarily stop, but they're going to have to contain or try their best to contain Lamar Raynard. He's the senior quarterback, all-American, coming back for the Aggies. Threw for just under 3,000 yards last year, 27 touchdowns. It's going to be a good game.
3: I think it goes without saying that it's going to be a good game. I, I, i right. I'm, from what I'm reading here. I'm thinking this is going to be a defensive struggle. You know, I, uh, yep. I know you guys were, t- were talking about scores earlier. I'm wondering how much scores you're going to actually see. You know who can break the other team's defense in this case, mm-hmm. uh, and I I I agree with you. I think we definitely have, uh, you know, we definitely have to, to to hand it to Jacksonville State. I think I honestly I, I'm right there with you, Dakota. I think I think you're right on. This is Jackson State's going to be on a roll. I know it's the first game. It's hard to say that, but. Jacksonville State's going to be on a roll, you know, given their, their recent history. Yeah. I I think you're right. I think we're going to see um, – I think it's going to be a defensive struggle, though, but I think Jacksonville State's going to come out on top.
2: Yeah, that's how I see it, too. I can see it either way. I would I would be very surprised if it turns out to be an offensive shootout. But, like I said, with Raynard and then you have Zarek Cooper transferring in from Clemson, Landon Rice coming in from Auburn. Six five tied in. I could see it being offensive game, but as good as these defenses have been and not just last season but just multiple years now, I see it more of a defensive shoot as well. hmm
3: Exactly. And you know, honestly, you have a team though that this is their first time, you know, under center with those with those folks. So yeah. are they gonna be completely into the offense yet? Yeah. I mean this is this is game one. I mean, I understand they may have taken some extra practices because this is, you know, an early game for them. But you just kinda of wonder are they gonna be uh ready, you know, uh, on, you know, Saturday before this uh for this game and are they gonna is their offense gonna be, you know, completely ready? I'm sure the defenses are gonna be ready. Obviously yeah. they have the, the the history of having Amazing defenses on both sides of the ball. So, yeah, I think I think this is going to be an awesome game. I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, if, if I was to put a score on it, I, I think both teams will score touchdowns. I think Jacksonville State, though, yeah, they may they may put a second uh, score on the board, and I think that it might be fourteen to seven. So I will go. I'll go with you on that. I I like Jacksonville State in this contest.
2: Yeah, you touched on it. JSU, you know, new quarterback, new running back. Uh, but they do have an experienced offensive line. I saw three preseason All Americans, um, fourteen starters returning overall, including uh junior defensive back Marlon mm-hmm. Bridges. He's on the Buck Buchanan watch list right now last season. Seventy nine exactly. Yeah, I would say so. And then yeah. the defenses last year I looked oh you know, I done I done the math, I run the numbers. Um JSU allowed 15 points a game and North Carolina AT allowed 12.4. So that's what you're dealing with right now. And I don't expect the yeah. offense to be full, just click right away, week zero. You know, I don't, I wouldn't want my offense, I mean, obviously, i would just say it kind of goes both ways. Yeah, you obviously want your offense to be ready, but. Um, the offense is going to get better as the season goes along, hopefully. So, as long as the defense can do their part and keep the game manageable, I think mm-hmm. the lower the score, the more chances JSU has to win.
3: Oh, I think you're right.
2: If it turns into if it turns right. into an offensive shootout, and, 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 I would start to worry cause JSU
3: And and honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised if you have one of these uh, you know, one of these two defenses possibly getting, you know, the decisive score. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, a, a, a yeah. takeaway and a pick six—it's possible for either one of them.
2: Field position is going to be a big key, especially with these defenses. Mhm.
3: Yeah, yeah, because I mean, if if either team—you're right—if either team puts it deep into the other person's territory, they're not going to be able to just, you know, yard games is going to be hard. That 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 ground yeah. game is going to be difficult. So, yeah. they're you know, but even to go to the air against these two defenses, you, you've got to be very careful because they both have a chance to, you know, pick that ball off. And, and if they're deep in their territory, you know, you're setting up an easy scoring chance. Yeah,
2: I agree. You know, whichever defense can win the turnover battle, give their offense a short field to play with, and the offense can keep the other team's defense on the field. That's going to be key to whoever wins. Exactly.
3: Yeah, no, you're you're totally right.
2: Um, with that said, um, I have a little bit higher score, although I did say it been a little low scoring. Um, right now it's a good change, though. But I, I'm, I settled on 23-17 Jacksonville State.
3: seeing their history from last year, I don't know that that's completely out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, again, though, I just, again, with it being that first game of the year, you know, I've mm-hmm. I've seen some games where you just kind of go, did they remember their defenses? That's not happening here. You know, Jacksonville right. State, North Carolina, a and they're going to bring their defenses. It's It's going to be all good. So, yeah, honestly, it's going to be on the offensive side of the ball if anybody can get anything going. And again, you know, you, t- you take a look at a possible turnover, you know, setting up something for the score. I mean, they both have good kickers, I'm sure. You know, if they right. can get a kicker, you know, close uh, a turnover deep in the other, uh, deep in the other side, I th- I could easily see you know, a field goal or two because of a turnover. So. Yeah, no, I, I maybe I'm a little low with that 14-7, to seven, but I, I just don't see this as going to be a, an easy game for either either offense.
2: I'm not 100% on who North Carolina A-team's kickers is, but I know JSU, they got a redshirt senior as their place kicker. He's been there for a few years. So I feel comfortable with him kicking field goals from the Gamecocks in manageable distances, obviously.
3: Oh, sure. Sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I at I the weather honestly, for the game.
3: I'll agree with you. I I, I don't know jack or um, I don't know either team honestly that well. But uh, but from what I've been seeing, you know, they'll probably have somebody that can at least put it up for you know thirty forty yards out. Right. I mean that would be my assumption. Of course, I'm used to I'm used to Western Illinois kickers who can you know put it in from forty fifty yards out. But you know I I. That that, you know, that come into to Macomb, I would expect that, you know, a 40-yard field goal is always a possibility.
2: Right. So. Now, I was looking at the weather for the game just to see if rain or anything is going to be a factor. It doesn't look like it. Only 20% chance of rain. High 80s. is the high, so should be nice weather.
3: Well, and again, 20% chance of rain. It's seven days out. You know, you yeah. start looking at it. You know, all right, hold it. I'm sorry. It's not seven days out. It's two days away. Um, <laughs> seven. I'm, I, well, I'm looking here Thursday, August 30th. I'm looking at uh, at some of the games for next week. That's where I, I came up with my seven days away. Um, but, you know, it's two days away. You're right. You know, now now you're right. 20% chance of rain. Uh, that's not much. You know that means that most of the area is going to be dry. So, yeah, you're right. And an upper 80s. Well, you know, maybe that that heat's going to going to wear some people down, though.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, 70% humidity.
3: And and you know you get those big guys in there, and, and nothing against it, but unless they've been practicing, and then of course both teams may have been practicing in in that type of weather. You know, I don't know. Again, what what the weather's been like at both campuses, but you know they, uh, right. you know that that will wear down a, a defense a bit. That's whole the reason right why Gatorade was even created, you know, because they were going into the swamp down or they, um yeah, they were going into Florida and, and everybody was wilting, so they they came up with something that would help them out. So obviously they'll have plenty of Gatorade on both sidelines. You may also have somebody though that has cramps. I mean, this is that's not an easy game yeah. to play. So, and again, yeah, exactly. you're, you're, looking at, you're, looking at, you're looking at you're looking at a first game. So, especially this type
2: of game, like I said, both teams really evenly matched. This game could be decided. More, I mean, it'll probably most likely be decided well into the fourth quarter, or at least late third. So, yeah, that mm-hmm. weather, how big of a factor is it going to be, especially if a team can control the time of possession, keep the other defense on the field, wear them down. Uh, Quick, going just right back a little bit, right back to the kicker situation, I pulled up the roster from North Carolina. They have two kickers. The oldest one mm-hmm. was a sophomore. So. Well, that's going be a factor back. in special teams.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Then then you're right. I do give the edge to the uh, to the Jacksonville State kicker. You know when you've got a redshirt senior, right? But even a sophomore, you you can expect that that person's probably going to be able to poke it in from a distance. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, just um, realistic range. Yeah, really don't really matter the class, but Mm -hmm. depends the late late in the game you know, like a mid-40-yard field goal, Crowd's probably going to be leaning toward Jacksonville State.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, most definitely.
0: Okay. Okay.
3: Um, uh, you know, I might bring this what I just saw here up a little mm. bit later. Um, mm. <laughs> I just keep getting that message I just keep there, and it's like that message. Mm, there okay. Like, okay. Um, what? Uh, uh, just, what? Just, are you back? Are you back? Are you watching? All <laughs> right, hold on here. So let's go ahead. I'll tell you what. Let's just go ahead and uh, let's take a look at a couple other things here. Um,
0: <laughs>
3: I'm sorry. I'm on a little bit of a, of a rigged up system here tonight, so it's a little, a little difficult <laughs> for me here. And yeah, I worry. <laughs> Oh goodness.
2: Trying to look at my notes if anything else on the game. This is the third all time meeting between JSU and North Carolina. And Houston, the first one since nineteen ninety five. Okay. And JSU does lead. JSU leads the all time series two to nothing.
0: Well, so and both it, doesn't, games were it doesn't
2: help close. that
3: they're you know, that they're in that they're in Jacksonville State's territory.
2: You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they've split a home and home or first game was in nineteen ninety four at North Carolina A T. Second one was in Jacksonville. That's won both games. Um, but first one was decided by seven, second game their last game was only decided by eleven, so if history tells us, even though it's a short sample, small sample, it's probably going to, yeah, we're in for a good game.
3: Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you even just yeah, I mean, figure out how close that they're ranked. I mean, oh, take yeah. the records and throw them out the window. You you, you look how close they're ranked. I mean, th- this is going to be this is going to be a hard game for both teams. You know, you you, you have really a number got number four and a number six.
0: Yeah. You really gotta
2: look at what these programs also really have to pull Jack or proof. Jacksville really has that stigma of can't get it done in the playoffs. North Carolina A and T has that stigma of they don't really have a tough out of conference schedule. So here's the test. JSU, even though North Carolina AT the MEAC, doesn't participate in the playoffs, I think they are a playoff caliber team. Um so Here's your chance oh, sure. to uh, er, really early test for both teams. Two very consistent programs because you know JSU they won, like I said, forty-one straight against regular season against non-FBS, thirty-two straight in the conference. North Carolina A&T is um, forty and eight in the last four seasons, so two consistent top programs going at it on national TV. It's really good for FCS football.
3: Oh yeah. yeah, well, and to have, as you just said, to to have this matchup is, you know, you, you really have to. Well, you you have to hand it to both teams. I mean, you don't just become a top ten ranked team, you know, just overnight. That just doesn't happen. These teams have put in their dues. They've, you know, they've recruited the good players. They've they've put up the good fight. You know, they have a reputation of great football so yeah this is going to be this is going to be a struggle both sides weather conditions it'll be it'll be just it'll be a struggle for both teams it'll be a good game though both ways
1: all right guys i think i'm back in
3: that Welcome were, back. How you like, doing? It's about time. All right, what I miss? Uh, <laughs> w- we were we were we were filling time on North Carolina North Carolina A and T and Jacksonville State.
2: Okay. Okay. Do you have any thoughts on the game, Adam?
1: Oh, well, turnovers. All I'm gonna say.
2: Yeah, that's if something we touched be on a, too. That what be a what defense can, can yeah, that's what we talked mm-hmm. about. What defense can win the turnover margins, flip the field for their offense. I think turnover margin and time of possession is going to be the biggest keys to whoever wins the game.
1: Did you guys do score predictions too.
3: Yeah, I think we said fourteen did. to seven.
2: All right, I was thinking Not more fair.
3: of
2: 24-21. JSU or North Carolina A&T? Uh,
1: JSU. I see, see it being 24-21 going into the last three seconds, and then North Carolina A&T kicks a field goal and just barely misses to tie it and send it to overtime. Oh, he, got,
2: he got the scenario down, too.
1: <laughs> of course, okay, I have the scenario down. was <laughs> that close of a game. You got to have a scenario.
2: Yeah, I had JSU 23-17. I think it's going to be one in the fourth quarter. I think maybe the defense gets a late interception or fumble or something, and then the offense is able to punch it in from the short field.
3: Okay, okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: see you. All right, so we're going to move on to some other games that are happening just this weekend. Sounds good to me. All right, so actually, before the big game this weekend, we have questions against UMass.
3: Let's see uh,
1: on that, that one. What? I think that's Duquesne. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I have no idea how to say it, so it's an Ivy League
3: game. <laughs> that's <so>. okay. That's <laughs> yeah, okay. On uh, that one. I think that's going to be another close matchup. Honestly, I mean, that's not a matchup. We don't we don't do these for the uh, for the nation's toughest college football pool. But honestly, this is this is one of those matchups where, you know, Duquesne's been a fairly good program the last few years. Massachusetts has struggled ever since they left FCS football, even against Mm -hmm. FCS teams. (laughs) So I I honestly think that, that this. This could be one of those games. Uh, by the way, if you're a Cubs fan, I think uh, Schwarber might have just gone deep. It's two to one. Um,
2: Ooh,
3: uh, Texas. Of
2: course he did. Yeah. No, I'm watching the Braves game. Yeah, I'll,
3: I'll have to get. Okay, I'll, I'll have to get a confirmation <laughs> on that. I just looked up and they were showing the, showing whoever running around the bases. Um, anyway, <laughs> do, I mean, Duquesne, Duquesne's been a great. Um, Oh, Rizzo, I'm sorry. Um has been a great uh, I wouldn't say great team, but I mean they've they've definitely been a competitive team the last the last several years. Massachusetts again oh, sure. struggling. I I don't expect that this is gonna be another fourth quarter matchup, you know? Who's gonna mm-hmm. win it in the fourth quarter? And honestly I think this is one where Duquesne can come out and take this, this game.
1: Yeah, I think a big key for at least UMass in that game for what I'm seeing here is their seven-year senior defensive linebacker. This year he recorded 105 tackles last year, and he was expected to record more than that this year. I feel like he could be a big key in their defense this, for this game and preventing possibly an upset, but I still think that i not even going to say the name. I still think they
2: could pull off the upset, though. Yeah, for sure. I don't think this is going to be a blowout. Uh, you're talking about UMass, UMass hasn't won a yeah. home opener since 2011, and but they've had they've had um, glimpses of being the underdog because I remember they um, they had a close game with Tennessee, I think it was last season, but. Duquesne has been a – they haven't obviously been a top FCS team, but they've been a consistent FCS team. And mm-hmm. so wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. for Duquesne to hang around, make it close, make make it competitive
3: mm-hmm.
2: deep in the second half. I think UMass pulls it out, but it's not going to be a typical FBS, FCS slaughter.
0: Oh, no,
3: no. No, definitely go into the fourth quarter. You know, it'll be decided, you know, the last few minutes of the game. Yeah. Oh, for uh, sure. Yeah, do you want to, um, Mr. Willie? do you want to go ahead and uh, give us a scenario on this one too? <laughs> um, what
1: do you think on this one? I see it, no, I actually see it being a seven-point game. I'm not going to say it. How do you say it,
0: Dakine?
3: Dakine or de, is it Dakine? I was
1: thinking Dakine. I'm going with Dakine again. I don't care if I butchered it. I see them coming in. Three minutes, three minutes and six seconds left. They score a touchdown to take the lead. Then UMass throws a pick with 47 seconds left to end the game. That's my prediction for this game.
3: So hold it. So who are you, who are you scenario, bringing in? So. Who's winning this for you here? Uh, the question is. Got it.
1: I've been winning by a touchdown. Okay.
3: You know we should we should all we should keep track of these throughout the season. Throughout the season. See how well we do. Oh, for sure. I can start doing okay. that right now. Actually. And actually, I was just reaching in to, to, to open up Excel here.
1: Oh, you want to do it? Feel free. Say me time. I'll do
3: it. All right. Free time? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Right, so what do you guys have to do? Yeah, you're just, starting yeah. School, so you're just starting school, so, just, so yes, I can completely agree.
1: Yeah, I just started this past week, so it's tough. Mm-hmm. That's why I love community college, though. It's easy. Actually,
3: I'll tell you, I had a couple economics classes at our community colleges. They were not easy.
1: <laughs> well, right now, the right now, teachers seem like they're really laid back. So, so it seems like, like it's the first week. my class is going be pretty easy. That's true. It is the first
0: yeah. week.
1: But, so what do you guys Wait, have just... for your predictions for this one?
0: Well,
3: and the other game that's happening this Saturday is Prairie View and Rice.
0: Yeah.
3: I, I just I, – yeah. I, I I, don't have any scenario in my mind that makes Prairie View a winner here. I've nope, had it. I mean, Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I
1: agree with that. Rice, 34, Prairie View,
3: 3. Okay, I don't know that it's going to be that big of a blowout, but I, I, I agree. I doubt it a little bit. I think Rice will be The, the turning least, point of this game could definitely
1: score. be the National Anthem. It's true, it's true. Well, I'm, just, I'm just asking the turning point will be when they run out before the game. <laughs> Maybe when they actually get to the stadium, but I think it'll be when they run out. Yeah,
3: that's awesome. I I'm kinda the same way time. though. I mean I think I think the turning point of the game is again the national anthem. Uh, you know, this is this is just gonna be this is gonna be Rice's game all the way. You know, it's a it's a good sure. it's a good opener for them. You know, it's nice for Prairie View A and M to you know to challenge themselves right out of the gate, but you know, they can't be really coming back thinking that this is gonna be a win for them.
1: Oh no, no, not at all. This will be a tough game for them, but I think Rice will pull out a big win, no doubt. Thoughts, Dakota?
2: Yeah, I agree. That that game, that Rice, all the way. And uh, I'm with you. I don't see a scenario where it's even close, competitive, or anything.
1: Mm-mm. Yeah, it was hard for me to not come up with a scenario for this one. <laughs> I'm going to have to wait for <laughs> next week's early games to come up with one.
3: Well, do we want to talk about some of the games that are going to happen while we're on the
1: air next week? Sounds good to me. We can start with some of the games even before we are on the air. Like, we start out with one game. It might not even be might be like the Prairie View A&M Rice game, and that's, Wagner versus Bowie State next Thursday at 5 Central. I Again, you're going
3: Division 2. I'm sorry. This is. You can't I, win that. I understand. I understand, but at the same point, uh huh. Really? You had to schedule yeah. Division 2 team? But, I mean, this isn't the only one. You've got. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. It's kind of like your Ducoin here, or your Duquesne, uh, showing at Campbell, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, ag- ag- again, uh, you're going to Division Two, but then again, it's Campbell.
1: Yeah, like, there's some teams I know. I right, don't like, mess the Campbell. Because that's all that's going to play them. Like, I've heard Eastern Washington, they play like Central Washington or something like that, every, like every other year. That's, that's all they can get to play them. So it makes sense to play sometimes I mean, in those D two schools.
2: I mean, I mean, I'm not throwing anybody on the bus, but you look at Indiana State and Quincy. I mean, Indiana State looks like they need oh. all the help they can get. So,
1: yeah, so they're trying to not have
3: a losing.
2: I mean, then yeah. you go ahead and get their one win out the But you know, here's the funny
3: the thing: Quincy could Quincy could come in and make that game a possibility. So I could. <laughs> they could, yeah. I hope that I
1: hope they do actually. That'd be a great conversation for another show after that.
3: See, actually they should be ending next week right about the same time that we uh that we get off the get air, don't the you
0: end.
3: think? I'm thinking they might be ending about the same time we get on the air
1: too. Unless that's what you said. No, that's, sure mean, that, that's
3: got. a six that's, That's a 5 should be game ending. Our I time. think yeah, wrapping it up. Is it? Yeah, oh, I'm yeah, looking yeah, at an year Eastern year Time thing. You're central. right. You're right. Hey, I'm looking at something that says, no, in, Quincy and Indiana State is six central.
1: Oh, Quincy. I thought you were talking about the Bowie State game still. So. Yeah, Quincy. No, I kind of looked at that
3: and went Division Two. I don't have to really come up with a scenario <laughs> there either. Yeah, no, but. But the
1: Indiana State game, that should probably be about halftime if we're lucky when we get on the air.
0: There's
1: a couple of good games we could talk about next week while we're on the air that are going on. Like, besides that one, there might not be much to talk about unless the Indiana State's losing. We could talk about that, say, like New Hampshire, Maine's playing that night. The one we talked about last week, Kennesaw State, Georgia State playing.
2: Jeff, I'm really excited, yeah, for Kennesaw uh, state and Georgia state
1: halfway through we got about the game we were talking about last week for you, Jeff, Jeff was the western montana state game,
3: and that's gonna be a great game, but i you know oh. let's let's take these kind of in a little bit of an order here, Kennesaw State and Georgia State. I think you know i mean, we actually picked this one for the pool this week, you know that's gonna be one of those games i again Georgia state, you know great f c s team. How are they going to do an FBS? Uh, well, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. They're in the Sun Belt. You know, I can remember each of those Sunbelt teams being an FCS team. That's the sad thing. So, I think <laughs> I think Kennesaw State, though, is going to go in there, and, and I, I truly see this as being an upset. Yeah, I don't know really how much of an upset it will be. With them. If they have a plank with them,
1: I think that is a pretty good upset for them. When did they move up? I'm looking am to see when Georgia State moved up. 2013 was their really first year
3: in the Sun Belt. Oh, gosh, it's been that long. Um, I know. Okay. Anyway, now there goes a little bit more gray here. Um <laughs> But honestly, I think that when we're looking at that game, uh, this this game is going to be. I think I think Kennesaw State's going to win it. I think the Owls will take this, I, and I don't think it's going to be close. You know, if Western can go into to Coastal Carolina last year and just uproot them, I think you know. And Coastal Carolina was a fairly decent team. It wasn't a great team, but it wasn't you know were are you know off the scrappy. Yeah. Georgia State no. hasn't really done much, even in the Sun Belt. So
1: you know, State I have a
3: feeling is gonna roll.
1: They've won in the Sun Belt let's see ten they've won seventeen games total since they've been in the Sun Belt in their five years. So they have not done much at all. Mm-hmm. It's like they are 17 and 44, 45. They're 17 and 45, I think. 44, maybe.
3: And honestly, if if you're doing that in the Sun Belt, maybe you should start to think, um, do we belong here?
1: Yeah, just think about Idaho.
3: And, and welcome back That's... to Idaho. Thank you very
1: much.
3: <laughs> exactly. Will they be the next Idaho, move down? I don't see why not. I mean, what are they gaining right they now should. by being in FBS
2: football? Yeah. I mean, no, you're not going to compete for anything meaningful, really. And last year, they did have a winning record, but they were only 7-5, and five, and, then, and they lost to Appalachian State, Idaho, and they lost their season opener to Tennessee State at home. They did, however, beat Western Kentucky in the bowl game, but not really anything impressive, especially, you know, that
0: Mm -mm.
2: you have another scenario this season where you open up against another SES team at home, and it's an even better team than Tennessee State was last year, and easily see Kennesaw State run away with it. Oh,
1: for sure. I see them running away with it easily. It was at least a
3: two-point. Two score game. Two score? Yeah. I think you're being yeah. you're being kind to Georgia State. I think that's a minimum. I think it'd be more like a four or five score. Especially so we're in, all pretty much that's in that's here good. saying that it's going to be Kansas State here, right?
1: Yeah, I feel like it's all Okay, bye.
3: Pretty
1: soon. Got it. Okay.
3: By the way, I'll post these later on. I'll post these later on. I I every 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 time that we that we start to talk about a new game and I didn't put down the two division two two games. But any time we talk yeah. about a new game I'll just add it to the list, take your guys' prediction to it, and then we'll 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 add that oh, wow. to uh we'll add that to the uh, to the Facebook page. How's that? <clears throat>
2: Works for me. Sounds good to me.
3: All, All right. right. So, do we want to move backwards a little down this list?
1: It's listed as earlier than this. It's still a six o'clock game. It's listed earlier, and that's Rhode Island, Delaware.
3: And I think that's going to be a good game.
1: I agree. I, I think
3: I I I, yeah. I I like Delaware. I think that I, I think Delaware is going to win this by at home. Um, but I. I I still think Rhode Island can keep it close for three quarters. You know, there's nothing here saying that, that this is going to be a blowout to me. No, Rhode Island's not ranked, though. I think Delaware, if I remember right, Delaware's ranked coming into this game, aren't they?
1: I'm looking right now, actually. They are, in the coaches' pool, they are 16. Yeah, they're ranked in the top 25. Mm -hmm. If you go by a stats poll, they're 15, so they'd be in the top 15. So, yeah, they're ranked. Their offense should be really good. So I think that's what's going to be the big key to this game is how Delaware's offense performs.
0: Yeah.
3: But, I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to be a runaway, but I think that this is going to be one of those games. Delaware should take this game at home.
0: Oh, yeah,
1: they should. But just like in the FCS, like I always say, you never know.
3: Yep, you're right. As I'm typing this in. Uh, Dakota, what's your thoughts on this one?
2: Oh, wow. I will see. Delaware opening at home, motivated starts start to see top 25. I think they got a lot of proof. I would actually not be surprised if Delaware wins by 17 or more points. I wouldn't be surprised if they run away with it in the third quarter. Okay. Yeah. And
3: they do have something. To I think Rhode
2: Island can do. keep it close for a half, but I think it started the third quarter. Delaware starts pulling away, forces a turnover, and I think the blue and mm-hmm. make a statement.
0: Early. I agree.
1: I think Delaware can make a statement in that third quarter and somewhat run away with that game. It's at least a two-score win. I don't think it would be any more, but I think it's going to be at least two scores for that game.
2: I wouldn't be surprised if it was like 35-17-ish final for Delaware.
1: Oh, no, not at all. I games, it's kind of hard to come up with a good scenario for him. I feel like the next one, though, I can come up with a good one. So, you want to move on to the next one? Sure. Let's see if your good one's as good as my good
0: one.
1: All right, the next one I got is actually... My opinion, the top CAA game of the week, and that would be New Hampshire and Maine.
3: Well, I think you're right. I think this is the best uh, matchup in in the Colonial. Um, I don't know how to go with this one. I mean, honestly, I, I think a good New Hampshire will win. It. Game. it is, and that's yeah, that's what this makes this a difficult game.
1: I think this going be another one of my games that I have as a last-second field goal or last-second touchdown game. You know, I like those type of games; they're exciting, <laughs> except for when my team's on the yeah. One, but... mm, I think New yeah, Hampshire, I personally. I...
3: Yeah, I, I,
0: I'm
3: I'm going New Hampshire on this one. I uh, Maine will mm-hmm. will keep it close. I think I think it's kinda like uh like Dakota's scenario for um for I'm sorry, Rhode Island and Delaware. I think I think Maine keeps it close for the first half, but New Hampshire again, they're they're ranked again. So and, and they're expected to do well. They're they're expected oh, to challenge yeah. the dukes. So you know, you're going to go ahead you're going to see them come in here and, hey, we've still got something to prove, and we're going to do it on the road and in a tough place to play.
1: This could be the CAA champion, too, with New Hampshire. This could be a good team that could knock off the Dukes, like you said before.
3: Yeah, it, and it could be the team. I still don't think it will be, but it, it, it could be the team that knocks off the Dukes. If that going into that game, if it's close, you know New Hampshire's got something to prove, and they'll prove. I think that they may they may just go ahead and, and upset them.
1: Oh, for sure, they're ranked high for a reason in the mm-hmm. preseason polls. And they'll
0: go far. They in may the as
2: playoffs. well could. They may as well yeah, could. Go far uh, I think mean it's a little too yeah, early to be decide to decide that right now. Uh, for the for the oh, yeah. New Hampshire main game, I um I think New Hampshire does pull it off, but just since it's at main rivalry game, these games have been close the last few seasons. New Hampshire wins, I think they do pull it out by a, a 10, 31-21. Ooh. Shut
0: up.
1: You had an exact score there. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: see, I think <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think New Hampshire
3: pulls it out. I think it's gonna be it goes to 34 27 Last second touchdown. I, I I still think it's at least a two score game. You know, again, New Hampshire, New yeah. Hampshire's got to got to got to prove this from top. So I think it's at least a two score game. So. I'm not putting down a, a line on it, but I, I I would at least think that it's a two-score game.
1: I think this is going to be a rivalry game. It
2: would be a really close one, with one score. But that's a tough game to right start out with. The year New Hampshire's supposed to have, your are ranked highly, and then you're asked to open season on the road in Maine against a rival, against a conference rival. It's yeah. going to show early what New Hampshire's made of, and if they can, uh, later in the season, challenge James Madison.
1: Oh, for sure. and I think later in the season that New Hampshire-James Madison game is going to be a tough game because, one, it's in New Hampshire, which is, to what I've seen, one of the toughest places to play in in the SDS. But I think that's – if James Madison loses one game this year, I think it's to New Hampshire. I think New Hampshire pulls this one out, though, because what I'm seeing here on Athlon Sports, New Hampshire's won 15 of the last 16 games. So they don't move much to Maine at all. So I think New Hampshire for sure pulls this out.
2: So we all three go New Hampshire? Yes, we do. Yeah.
3: You got those down? I do. All right. I do, and, and honestly, let's move on. I, I, this is the game that uh, you know in, in the short list here that I've got that that is going to be kind of fun for me. I think Southern Illinois and Murray State. I honestly think this will be a close game. Oh, I think Southern Southern's got something to prove going into this game. I don't know that Murray. I mean, Murray State, of course, doesn't want to lose their home opener, but I think well, Southern wants to show that, that 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 they are an improved team. And I think that Southern's going to try to, you know, try to do something here on the road. So I see Southern's going to keep this close, and, and they very well will probably pull this off.
1: Yeah, I got my eyes right now, actually, on Southern, because one of the guys that actually recently followed us on, t- on Twitter's page did a little bracketology on his account, and he put on there, he has Southern going to the playoffs. I think they're... They've improved that much. And after looking for the lineups. I think they could be a contender this year for that playoff spot in the valley.
3: Well, and again, earlier you said that they were one of the teams that you could see either finishing, you know, third through seventh. You know yeah. well, what? Are third are those through teams? Six?
1: Mm-hmm. There's so many teams in there that could finish third through sixth. Third through seventh. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if Southern goes into Murray and wins. Um, Murray State they've really struggled with the last few years. Hey, they haven't had a winning season since 2011, and uh, haven't won more than three games since. Um, I think 2014 it was, 13 one of those, and so it wouldn't surprise me at all if it wouldn't even if Southern went into Murray and just really just dominated the Racers. Oh, yeah, I okay.
1: can see them completely coming in dominating them. Oh, Got it. There we go. Coming down hard out there.
3: <laughs> I know what you're saying. It's coming down hard, too, and I'm like, <laughs> you're kidding me, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, you saw the picture I sent you, you'd say the same thing. I
3: did see the picture. I just it up a bit ago. I thought that that was hilarious. That's the perfect game to watch in
1: the middle of summer. That is a good game
3: to watch in the middle of summer. I at
1: that game. I got to go to that game. It was fun to sit in. You see what we're talking about, Dakota? And then... You, what? you see what we were just talking about there with the picture? I not. I'm watching right now in the background last the NDSU-Illinois State game in the background. It's snowing. Uh-huh. And the snow is completely white, and it's only the end of the first quarter.
2: <laughs> snow always adds uh, uh... It does. Good
1: morning. <laughs> All right, so let's get one more game in here before we get our guest on here in about ten minutes. Here, okay. You know, that's
3: another game that 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 I see that and it's going on next week while we're uh, while we're actually we're going to be it's going to start while we're about halftime of our show. And, of course, it's one that's near and dear to my heart, Western Illinois and Montana okay. State. And uh, I that's
1: not
3: my am You knew I had to bring this one up. I don't know if I going to bring that one up next,
1: though, or if we wanted to wait. I knew it was going to be brought up. I didn't know when. Yeah, I see that <laughs> one being a nice good old barn burner.
3: I'll tell you what, you know we can, we, can, we can just can early next week but uh, but but that's that's definitely a game I, I you know, I love my leathernecks, but uh, this is a hard place to play. Uh, if you're from out of town, oh, if you're is. not from Montana, this is a hard place to play. So I think it's gonna be a tough game for the Leathernecks, but I I I, I don't see them coming out of this one with a win. Montana State has been, you know, is is right there. It's going to be an even matchup on the field, no matter what. But Montana State's going to have that edge because they practice out there. I think Montana State's going to edge out the Leathernecks in this one.
1: Oh yeah, I see it. I see it being a one-score game at the end. Again, I see it being a last-second field goal with about thirteen seconds to go.
3: Okay, which one? Which way do you see it going? Montana State. I'm
1: sorry. I see. And again, I've, I've brought up those excellent. You
3: know, we usually get a soccer uh, a soccer person sometimes, you know, to to come over and, and do uh, you know field goals for us. So it'd be nice if we could you know make that arrangement for next week. But especially in the thin air of Montana.
1: Going to high school Which way do you see Illinois? that going? What? So you're going to high school football kickers in Illinois? K- soccer players?
3: Yeah, we have soccer players here.
1: You you should know that. Like, that's what my high school does. They <laughs> do soccer players. My best friend played soccer, and he was the kicker last year. You know, he never okay. played because so he was hurt half the year, but he was still considered the kicker.
3: Western Illinois, I, and, it, and it might it might have changed, but at least as of a couple of years ago, Western Illinois' leading scorer was also a soccer player. that's kind of scary. Okay. I think it was James Langan. I think it was James Blaken okay. was 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 our uh, was our soccer kicker. Recon- I recognize that name. Yeah, I'm sure you saw him kick over, you know, over the the years that he was there.
1: No, I probably did. I didn't recognize the name right away, but then when you the name, I recognized him. How do you want? Do we want to discuss that game, or do we want to wait till next week?
3: So I've already put my opinion out there, but that's okay. Um, we can we can hold that one off till next week.
1: Yeah, we could actually probably kick our show off with that one. It's that
3: earlier game.
2: Yeah, I'm going to reserve my judgment for next week.
3: Got it. Uh, let's yeah, see here. Do you, Just a second. Let's here. Let me go back there because then there was there was another one that that we could put on our list, and I think that that's Mississippi Valley State, I think, against North Carolina, oh. uh, and and honestly, neither of these teams are going to light the world on fire. So I think that six thirty uh, Central Time matchup next week, I, I I have a tough time picking that one too. I'm 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 leaning towards North Dakota on that one, honestly. Though I think it's going to be a close game.
1: You know, surprisingly with how Mississippi Valley State did last year, I think it's going to be Mississippi Valley State winning that. I see them coming in to Grand Forks and upsetting the Fighting Hawks.
0: Uh
2: I'm gonna go North Dakota on that one Oh, I give the home field advantage edge. Mississippi Valley, that's a long gotta go cross country It's gonna be a long long uh oh, that's true trek up north mhm
3: yeah the main I advantage
2: agree with, I give in I
3: the would, game I agree with Dakota on that one for sure. I will give it to. I've also given it to North Dakota. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it could be decided. It'll be a one-score game
4: for sure. Oh, for sure.
3: I see that. How many How many scores it'll be? I don't know, but I mean, it will. The point (laughs) difference will be seven points. Probably just one. But no, I'm giving
1: I'm giving my vote there to to North Dakota. Yeah, I could, I'll probably have a better pick next week once we start off. i research the game a little more. But right now, I actually see, sippy Valley State coming in and pulling off the surprising upset over the Hawks.
3: Well, you got to go with your gut sometimes. But I know I I think in this I think in this case it's North Dakota. I agree
1: with you. Yeah. You know, it probably will be, but my gut says no.
3: Okay.
1: All right, so we've got our guest here. I would like to welcome our guest, Mr. Sam Herter from Hero Sports. How are you doing tonight, Sam?
4: I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me on the show. Doing great. Pretty good. I'm
2: doing great. Thanks for joining.
4: Of course. What do like to know, Sam, what are your thoughts on this week's game? Uh, You know, I think it's going to um, answer a lot of questions uh, as far as both teams. I think, you know, starting with Jacksonville State, um, we'll get to see which quarterback exactly is out there taking the field and, is, and if um, that quarterback can kind of replicate what Eli Jenkins did um, from a couple of years ago to kind of get that offense um, to be an explosive group because we all know Jacksonville State is going to have – you know, a really good athletes, a really physical, a really you know tough nosed defense. Um, I think they just need that quarterback play to kind of to kind of uh, get past that second round hurdle. And as far as North Carolina and um, I think they're kind of looking uh, to prove something against these against these FCS powers because we saw um, a couple years ago in the playoffs where you know an HBCU team team did make the playoffs. Um, and they got beat pretty handily. North Carolina A&T did against Richmond, um, so I think they're out to prove that these HBCU top teams can compete uh, with the nationally powered nationally ranked teams in the FCS. yeah I, I
0: agree. Go out, go. Who do you
3: think's taking this game?
4: Uh, I think you have to go with Jacksonville States. Um, you know, I think if you match up, you know, both teams start in 11 guys, I think they're pretty even, but I just think Jacksonville state is just going to have so much more depth, uh, than North Carolina and T. So I think, I think Jacksonville state will win by, by a couple scores. Cool.
0: All right. Well, and I'll
3: tell you what, we were also just weighing what the heck. We'll just get your opinion on, on a few of these other ones that we were just weighing in on too. Um, We've got Prairie View and Rice as another game that we were just discussing. Who do you think got it in that
0: game?
4: Uh, yeah, you know, I don't think you know Prairie View has had a pretty you know tough offseason. I think they have a, a first-year uh, head coach and their quarterback, their, their returning starting quarterback, uh, left the team um, over some over the summer. So I think Prairie View and I think they're gonna have a tough go um, at it. But as far as you know, and then I believe Duquesne plays UMass. Um, I don't think Duquesne's going to win that game. But I think that game is going to be much more interesting than this other one. Um, AJ Hines is a terrific uh, running back uh, for Duquesne, so I think he can keep, he can keep them in in that game against UMass.
0: Okay.
1: All right. I see you.
4: You think in the UMass game, who do you see winning that one? I think UMass. Yeah, you know Duquesne is is a decent program, um, and like I mentioned, Angie Hines is a is a really good running back. Um, I just I just don't think you know, and is that, UMass isn't exactly a very good FBS team. But I don't I don't think Duquesne can go there can go there and win. I think UMass will win that one. Well, thank you for cleaning up pronunciation too, because we were having a little trouble with that too. No, <laughs> no problem.
1: I had no idea how to pronounce that. I was saying Duquesne.
4: <laughs> well, that's how it looks. That's, that's how a, it looks. So, I mean, exactly. I, don't, I don't know how you get, I don't know how you get Duquesne, you know, how 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 it's spelled, but I guess that, yeah, that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> I'm thinking it's the silent S. Yeah. But, uh, now, you know,
1: a game I think
3: you wrote about, uh, a game, Sam, I think you wrote about Kennesaw State at Georgia State. How do you see this game
4: coming out? Yeah, I think Kennesaw State is a better football team. I think they're I think they're going to uh, win that one. Um, you know, Georgia State is both teams are located right around or right in um, Atlanta, the greater Atlanta area. So neither no, team is going to have to travel far. You know, you know when they when they face each other, um, and I think this is kind of a nice inner city rivalry. Um, and I know it's hard to have a rivalry between an FCS and FBS team, um, but you know Kennesaw State I think is you know the superior team. I think they're going to go there. Uh, beat Georgia State. Kansas State has an incredible rushing offense. Basically, brings back their entire offense. Um, has some holes to fill. The, holes to fill defensively, um, but I think overall Kansas State is going to be a better team than, than what they were last year. Um, and I definitely think they have the capabilities of, of going to an FBS team um, and beating them.
1: Oh, yeah, I think like we're it? probably on oh, yeah. the same page there. Mm-hmm. We were all thinking that. Yep. Kennesaw would kind of
4: run away with that one.
3: Yeah. Yeah, most of us were saying at least two scores.
4: Yeah, that will not surprise me, you know, honestly. I think, um, you know, with the type of offense they run with that triple option, um, you know, I don't think they're going to blow them out, you know, in the first or second quarter. But I think come third quarter, come fourth quarter, they're going to bleed that clock and continually to, to score some points. So, yeah, I can, I can see a 2-3 touchdown game there. What
3: about Rhode Island and right. Delaware?
4: Yeah, we were just discussing some of the games that will be going on
1: at the beginning or before our show next week. Rhode um, Island. The next one we have is Delaware.
4: Oh yeah, that's yeah yeah that's that's an early uh, CEA contest there. Um, you know I like Delaware in that one. Um, you know Rhode Island is kind of always that team that you think they're going to be decently solid because they you know, they they play decently at the beginning of the year, but then they kind of fall off. Um, I think Delaware is gonna make that next jump this year and make the playoffs. Um now they did have that interesting, you know, announcement yesterday where the starting quarter they announced their starting quarterback and it's it was a third string guy la- from last year it wasn't the Boston College transfer, um Darius Wade. He I, I assumed he was gonna be the starting quarterback but they announced um Pat Kehoe um as their starting quarterback. So it'll be interesting to see how Pat plays um in that that first game and we'll be able to find out if Delaware did did uh if they solve their quarterback issues or if there's still some issues there at quarterback.
3: Very cool. Uh, Yeah, and and again, that's so far still a Delaware sweep. Uh, I think we're all thinking Delaware's going to, you know, going to at least take that game somehow. One One of the games that we were all just discussing is New Hampshire at Maine, a nice rivalry game for the start of the season.
4: Yeah, and that'll, you know, I think New Hampshire is, um, you know, I, I was looking at, you know, some of the lines and, and who's favored, and New Hampshire was only favored by three points on um, that game, and that kind of surprised me, because I think New Hampshire is going to handle Maine uh, pretty well. They're an experienced bunch, you know, veteran, veterans all across the offense, you know, a pretty decent, you know, they play decent defense, not great, not terrible, um, so I think New Hampshire has like like 15 to 17 returning starters, um, you know, so I don't, I don't envision New Hampshire getting out to a slow start that game. I think they're going to think they're going to hammer Maine. Um I'm um, pretty well there.
0: <laughs> cool.
4: All
3: right. Uh how about a game that that we started to, you know, take a look at here Southern Illinois and Murray State.
4: Hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a tough one. Because, um, you know, both teams don't really jump off the page as far as the national, you know, radar goes. Um, I think you kind of have to lean Southern Illinois later. Um, they, they're a team that obviously plays in the tough valley, um, and it's going to be so hard for them to, you know, rise in the valley stands because there's so many good teams. But I do think Southern Illinois, um, under head coach Nick Hill, um, he's bringing some excitement back to that to that program. They've actually landed some of the, like, the top ten recruiting classes in the last two years. So they've had really good, really nice talent on their team. They've just been young. Um, so I think Southern Illinois is going to make a, a a big jump this year, and I can see them winning that game. As far as where they land in the Valley standings, I don't know if they'll be anywhere near the top. As um, I, I think overall, they're they're still a really good FCS team. Okay.
3: And our our last game that that we're that we're right now going on the record for for next week. Mississippi Valley State and uh, recently independent
4: North Dakota. Yeah, North Dakota should handle them and and hammer them. I mean, Mississippi Valley State is probably – was probably one of the – probably a top five worst, you know, FCS team last year. I know they have a lot coming back. Basically their entire team is coming back, so they should be better. Um, But, you know, honestly, if if North Dakota loses this game or if North Dakota wins this game and they only win it by – you know, two touchdowns, I'd be a lot more concerned about North Dakota than I would be impressed with Mississippi Valley State. It's just kind of a, a struggling program that came to the Fargo Dome last year and was probably one of the worst teams I've seen come to the Fargo Dome uh, since I've been going going to the games and watching them up in the press box. So, yeah, I think North Dakota is, is going to – they're probably going to win that game by 30, 35 to 40 points. Oh, geez. Okay. Jeez.
1: Okay, we all had it one – I think it was one to two score games for that one.
3: uh so sam when you're when you're uh when you're sitting there you're i mean you you've come up with some pretty fun articles to to read by the way uh, you know you're you're like you're you're uh, what are some of the games that you're most looking forward to this coming season
0: uh
4: Yeah, there's a handful of ones that, that come, you know, early in the year. Um, you look at the Big Sky versus Valley Challenge, there's a lot of really, really good games. Um, you know, there's Western Illinois versus Montana State. That will tell us a lot about both programs. Um, Northern Iowa plays Montana. That's a, te- that, that's a game that's going to tell us a lot about where those two programs um, are at. And then there's also, you know, a game that I've circled late in the year, um, and that's Kansas State against Jacksonville State. Um, I think that's going to be a game that's going to determine you know, it's going to have a lot to say of where the playoff seasons are at I think both teams are going to have really good records at that point, and I believe that's in the last week of the regular season. I uh, State of uh, yeah. yeah. Jacksonville State. So, yeah, yeah. so those are, those are some of the games that, um, as far as non-conference matchups, that I think are going to play a big role um, in how the playoff picture looks
3: What are some of the uh, some of the in conference games like? For instance, you know, in our Big Three, who do you what do you think the the big matchup will be in? In for instance, the Big Sky,
4: right? And like I mentioned, um, you know, the Kennesaw State and Jacksonville State is in the last is in the last week of the regular season, and so is Montana against Montana State. And I think that's a game where, you know, I have a hunch that both of these teams are going to be you know right around six to seven to eight wins. So I think when Montana and Montana State play. I have a gut feeling that whoever wins that game is, is going to make the playoffs between the two because I think they're going to be pretty even as far as record and in the standings. Um, so that's one game I'm looking forward to. And then, of course, you have to go with South Dakota State uh, at North Dakota State this year. Um, obviously, the Jacks have gotten the best of NSU um, these last two regular season games. I uh, have the Dakota marker, and South Dakota State comes to, comes to the Fargo Dome. Um, so, obviously, the Bison and their fans will be hungry for that one. Um, it'll be a nice, you know – Test and a nice glimpse of what the Southwest State offense looks like. Um, obviously, with the terrific quarterback coming back and Terran Christian, but you know we all know the names Dallas Goddard and Jake Winicky. Um They're now gone, so it'll be nice to see, or it'll be, uh, you know, it'll it'll show us a lot, especially me, because I plan to go to that game. Um, it'll show me kind of what this offense looks like without those two big weapons there. Cool. How about the
3: Colonial? That's the, that's the last of the big three. What do you think? Uh, what do you think's going to happen when? Uh, New Hampshire matches up with uh, with the Dukes.
4: Yeah, I think that probably um, that's probably the toughest game uh, for James Madison because I believe JMU goes on the road uh, for that one. Right. Um. So, so I think that's one game. Um. You know. You know. In my opinion, I do think James Madison. Um. You know, if I were to pick, I would probably pick them. You know, going undefeated through the CAA this year. I think I still think this team is that good. But if I had to pick one game where, okay, where, where do the Dukes slip up, I would pick that New Hampshire game um, just because, like I mentioned before a little, bit, a little bit ago in this segment, that you know New Hampshire is a really experienced team, um, a really great offense uh, with, with some great weapons. they at quarterback and wide receivers. So, yeah, that, that's probably the marquee game um, in the CAA. And you can also look at New Hampshire playing Delaware. I think those are two teams that are probably battling for that number two spot in the CAA. Um, and whoever wins that game, you know, might earn that 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 two spot in the standings, and, and might be able to earn a playoff seed. Whoever wins that one, cool.
3: We'll definitely have to keep our eye on on that game as well. So when you're when you're writing for Hero Sports, how do you come up with your story ideas? What do you like to write about? Obviously, yeah, football, I like to write. I mean.
4: <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, I like to write about you know, or uh, different styles um, of, of writing. I guess you know I don't really, you know I you know doing you know top ten lists, top five lists are fun, um, but you know those necessarily those aren't necessarily my favorite articles to do just because they're you know <laughs> they're pretty easy to do. You know I like talking to coaches. I like talking to players. Um, you know doing some doing some more journalism than just coming up with one through five lists. Um, you know, I you know feature stories. Uh, I want to do some more columns this year, kind of get my thoughts out on there. And then just doing, you know, some fun articles like throughout this throughout this summer, I did like you know ranking all all of last year's playoff teams and my confidence in them. Um, just kind of doing kind of fun articles like that. Yeah, so I do a wide variety of stories. You know, obviously I pay attention to, to the storylines, um, and then obviously this summer we did a lot of previews and stuff like that. But throughout the season, I hope to do a wide variety of stories for Hero Sports. All right, so
1: I have a question for you. How is it working with having two of the main SBS writers in here Sports being a JMU guy and an MDT
4: guy? Yeah, so I think it's really fun. You know, we kind of have the, the three headed monster with Brian McLaughlin, uh, and then Chase Kitty, and then myself. And it's kind of funny because, you know, I am I live in Fargo. You know, Chase lives in Harrisonburg, and then there's Brian that, that lives in Florida. Um, so we're, we're all obviously live far away from each other, but we're we're constantly talking, um, you know, whether it's through our whether it's through Slack, the app, which is you know just how we communicate with each other, or we're hopping on our headsets before and after we record our podcast, um, you know, to, to bounce ideas off of each other. But I think it is you know pretty cool that you know when not only that James Madison and, and North Dakota State have the two best programs, but they probably have the, the two most the two best engaged fan bases. Um, so I think it's really valuable that I'm living in Fargo. Um, Chase is living in Harrisonburg where we can go out and actually talk to the players, actually go to practice, see what's going on, you know, talk to the players and coaches and kind of be, you know, not just have a view from afar of what these programs are like. So I think it's really valuable that that we have, we have we have some guys on our staff that actually live, um, you know, we're kind of the hotbeds are of FCS football.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, especially you being up in Fargo, that's got to be a great, you know, area. You're also a, an NDSU alum, if I remember right. Is that correct?
4: Yes, I am. Yep, I went to NDSU from 2011 to the spring of 2015. So I was here um, and covered the first four national championships NDSU won. <laughs> you covered them for the Spectrum, correct? Okay? Yep, uh, I I was a sports editor at the NDSU Spectrum, the campus newspaper, for two for two years, um, and then. My senior year, which was 2014, Carson Wentz's first year um, as a starter, I was the editor-in-chief, but I still did, you know, still sat up in the press box and covered the football games. Uh, so, yeah, I had a, you know, I, I was pretty spoiled as a college student to be able to get that experience of covering, you know, games at Kansas State, at Iowa State, you know, go, going to Frisco. Um, it was a really good experience uh, for me. Oh, for sure.
1: That was a great experience.
3: Dakota, do you have any questions for
2: him? uh not so far, It really touched on most things so far um, I do have- a, okay um- you you touched on the games at, set like Kansas State, Iowa State being great. Can you just share what your experience was on game days at those campuses?
4: Yeah, so I know one that you know I can. Um, you know, Iowa State was kind of more of a, a boring game. It ended up being 34-14. to 14. Um, But I do remember against Iowa State, um, it was either the – I think it was the first play of the game. I think Carson Wentz fumbled uh, at the exchange between the center and quarterback. And I was thinking, oh, boy, you know, <laughs> this Carson Wentz guy, I don't know if, you know, very first snap he, he fumbled it. I don't know if he's going to be able to replace Brock Jensen. And, obviously, that was just kind of after one play uh, what my thought was. And he, you know, went on to have a great career and is now in the NFL – Um, But as far as 2013, I remember um, that was a brand-new press box um, at Kansas State. Um, And it's, you know, kind of, (laughs) you know, it's funny from my my perspective that uh, before the kickoff, they unveiled the Bill Snyder statue, um, unveiled this new press box, and the fans were, you know, really excited and just kind of treated the opening game as, you know, just any other game that they're going to win. And then just you went in there um, and had that comeback in the fourth quarter. And one thing I remember is, you know, going down to the press box room, uh, the best way to get down there was basically to, to, you know, take the elevator down to the press box, then walk down the bleachers onto the field, and then cut across the field uh, to get to the get to the press room where the interviews were. Well, when I was walking down the stairs, I had to kind of fight my way through a bunch of Kansas State fans that were walking up the st- walking up the stairs uh, to leave the stadium. and They were basically looked like zombies. I mean, I, I would say, "Excuse me," they would just stare at me blankly, like I have no idea what just happened. Our team just lost to. A team called North Dakota State that's not even in the FBS, <laughs> and I just kind of had to weave my way around everyone because they were just kind of in shock and awe. And I was like, "All right, I, I need to get down the field a quick." guys. Excuse me. Um, so that's one thing I'll always remember. is just kind of you know, it was like the zombie apocalypse with uh, with all <clears throat> excuse me with all the with all the um, uh, the Kansas State fans, you know, walking up the bleachers uh, in shock and awe. <laughs> uh, now, how long have you worked for Hero Sports? uh so i started writing for them as a freelancer um kind of a contributor um in the middle of the 2016 season um and then i did the same last year in 2017 i just took on um i just wrote a little bit more for them but i was still that wasn't my full-time job i was working at a newspaper then bison illustrated last year at this time um and then they made me an offer i, I met all i met brian i met all the editors and all that in Frisco. Um, but then a little bit after Frisco they gave me a call they gave me a call and said, you know, how would you feel about coming on full time and writing about FCS football all year round? Uh, so yeah, so I came on full time at Hero Sports in May, uh this last May and this will be my first season kind of writing for them full time. So been with them for the last for the last couple seasons, but this is my first season uh as far as this is my you know, this being my full time job. That's cool. What are some of the advantages and disadvantages to what you do? Um, I mean, advantages are that, you know, I, you know, it's my job and I make a living, you know, going to football games and talking to football players, talking to,
0: um,
4: you know, talk, talk, <laughs> talking to coaches and players. And it's always been kind of been my dream to, you know, cover division one football. So that's kind of the perks and advantages of it. Um, you know, I guess I don't really know if there are a lot of disadvantages of it. You know, it's a lot of, It's a lot of research. It's a lot of staring at a computer screen, you know, Monday through Friday, which you know sometimes, um, you know, isn't the most enjoyable thing. Looking up stats and numbers and names and who's all coming back. Sometimes that can't be fun. Um, But then you know, I just remind myself that I'm writing about football, and it's you know, it's really not that bad. So there aren't really a whole lot of disadvantages to it, and it's you know a really enjoyable job um, uh, for myself to cover to cover the FCS level. Well,
3: and then you even still get to do it right there from Fargo, so you get to still be, you know, connected to your to your alumni base, but you're also able to, you know, do your job from up there. That's pretty awesome.
4: Yeah, it is, and like, like I mentioned, you know, it's nice to, um, you know, obviously if I'm going to do a feature story on Taryn Kirsten from South Dakota State, or I'm going to do a feature story on Gage Goobert from Eastern Washington. You know, when I do those feature stories, you know, obviously I'm not talking to them face-to-face. I'm not going to fly or drive, you know, to them just to do a 15-minute interview. So it's through the phone. And sometimes you don't always get the best of quotes through the phone um, just because you feel, you know, disconnected from who you're talking to. But with North Dakota State, you know, I can go to the Fargo Dome uh, after practices and, you know, look at these guys, you know, face-to-face and ask them questions. So I think that's a big advantage as as a journalist is if you can – you know, whoever your interview subject is, if you if you even talk to them face-to-face, that usually makes your story um, that much better. So, yeah, it is nice, you know, being in Fargo and being able to talk to this great football team, uh, get some good stories out of it.
3: Well, and you also get to see some of the top talent in FCS football come through because everybody wants to play the best.
4: Exactly, yeah. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, I'm going to look back, you know, who knows how long this run is. <laughs> North Dakota State is going to last, but I'm sure you know.
1: Oh.
4: 20 years for 20 years from now, I'm going to be kind of you know reminding myself, you know, Carson Wentz's career. I was I was able, at, at North Dakota State. I was able to cover Carson Wentz and watch him play. You know, I think Easton Stick is is going to be a draft pick. I don't necessarily think he's going to be a high draft pick. I don't necessarily think he's going to be you know go on to be a multi-year start in the NFL. But it'll still be cool saying, you know, Easton Stick is now you know the number two or number three quarterback in the NFL. Um, you know, I gotta cover some of his games as well. So yeah, there's been a lot of great players, Kyle Manuel, Marcus Williams, Billy Turner, um, you oh, know, man. there's Joe Haig. There's a lot of guys that are now in the NFL um that, you know, I can look back on and say, Yeah, you know, I, I talked I talked to that guy one on one or I saw him play in college. So yeah, those are those are kind of the cool things too, like you mentioned, is you know, not only talking to these players but seeing uh, you know, these great players um, you know, play instead of, you know, watching them on T V like I do for most of these FCS programs, I get to see them play in person, mm-hmm. which is which is really cool. Oh, yeah. for
1: sure! You have to see guys like Cooper Cup come through the dome, or like guys like that.
4: Exactly, yeah. Cooper Cup. I remember, you know, the best player that I've probably ever seen come to the game, come to the Fargo Dome, is Jarek McKinnon, um, who's you know the Georgia Southern oh, option quarterback. Um, he used see – last year. He was the uh, Minnesota Vikings running back. I can't, I, I don't believe he's with the Vikings anymore. I'm not, I'm not sure what team he's on, he's but he's still having a really 29th. good career. Okay, yeah, there you go. Um, and you know, he's having a, you know, a pretty solid career as the number two guy um in the NFL. But he's he's probably one of the most electrifying guys I've, I've seen to come to the Fargo Dome. He was uh, he was virtually uh, unstoppable. You know, he would get five chunks of carry. Um just kind of a small five foot eight guy that that was a really explosive runner.
1: Oh, for sure. I kinda remember, Was he in the first, first second year when George Seven came through? Uh,
4: he was the quarterback in two thousand twelve in two thousand twelve and that was when that was the closer of the games. That's when Georgia Southern almost knocked out for okay. state. He was the quarterback in two
1: thousand twelve. I, I can't remember which year he was. Class just watched that game the other day. Mhm. Advances of the night is you can watch those old games. Yeah, there's been a
4: lot a lot of really good games uh, in the far right home throughout the playoffs. That's definitely well that's definitely that's definitely at the top.
1: Actually, right now I'm actually watching last year's Illinois State University game from normal here, watching Snowball. Yeah,
4: that got, I right got a little crazy
1: weather-wise. <laughs> yeah, I got to play out in the snow for that one, so That was fun. Hmm. That's the advantages of living. No, normal here.
3: And and I think we've all had those games where we've had to sit out and in bad weather. I remember a couple games from, from Western Illinois where there wasn't very many people in the stands because, you know, the, there's nothing to block the wind and, 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 and you had snow or rain coming down. What's the worst weather conditions that you, uh, that you had to sit in?
4: Oh uh, boy. You know, none for me, as far as, you know, games I've been to, um, I haven't really suffered, you know, through any bad FCS games. Um, you know, Jacksonville State versus North Dakota State in Frisco. Um, I was on the sidelines taking photos uh, that year, and that was pretty cold. Um, but as far as, you know, just oh. any football game, um, you know, there was some – c- a couple years ago um, I was living in the Twin Cities, the Minneapolis area, um, covering high school sports. And, you know, some of those playoff games went into, you know, like mid-November. And, you know, mid-November in Minneapolis, Minnesota, it's not very nice weather. It's pretty cold. So mm-hmm. I had some numb fingers covering some high school games a couple years ago. But I, I, th- I thank God that, you know – North Dakota State plays plays in, in, inside a dome because, you know, come those playoff games, boy, that, there's I've been out tailgating when it's been negative ten degrees and I don't know how football games can be played like that. That's that's some brutal weather. So I've heard stories
1: I about think. games at Old Dakota Field out in this snow and ice. There's yeah, back in
4: the back in the D back in the D two days, yeah, they they had to play outdoors.
1: That had to have been brutal. All
0: right,
4: thanks, Sam, for joining us tonight. Of course, yeah, no problem, guys at all. Thanks for having me on. Talk to you later, then. Hey,
3: it's been a Uh, pleasure. Thank you. Yep, yep. Good night. Uh, that
1: was Sam Herter of Hero Sports joining us as our guest of the week. I'm trying to think, what do we want to talk about next?
3: You know, and, and Ooh, here we go. There is... Here's a topic for you.
1: So, okay. I'm currently actually right now with some of the members of our FCS Fan Nation group in a fantasy league picking players. I'm trying to decide who to pick.
0: Mm.
3: See, and I got to admit, I, I I'm lucky if I with we don't have the the pool or the drafts that I'm in. I don't have to worry about it. I just kind of let the computer do that for me, so I don't have yeah. to really think about it. So you know, there's a couple quarterbacks, of course, that you. Will, I mean, if you can get Carson Wentz, of course, that's great. Hopefully, I well, you know he's going to be a
1: this is SCS football players. Oh, wow. So, like, Easton Stick. I'm trying to think of who oh, I, I
3: already
1: got Lance Dunn from NDSU. He's available.
3: Um, so, this is just simply FCS football players. Current ones?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Hmm. I'll tell you go. what. I,
3: I'm not going to be any help to you on that one. <laughs> okay. Go yeah, here. you don't want you don't want my advice now. on that. <laughs> I'll tell you what though, and and, and maybe it would have been a, a good uh, question here for Sam. You know, there's that new kickoff rule that that's going into effect this year again. Um, you know, they're trying to make football safer again. Um, <laughs> if if you have a touchback, it now comes up to the 25 yard line. Instead of the twenty, and then kickoffs removed from the thirty from the thirty yard line to the thirty
0: five.
3: I mean, I'm sorry. Um, what's your thoughts on this one? Because I I I know I have an opinion.
0: And then also that
2: uh, you can, isn't also you can you you don't even have to you can call a fair catch inside the like the twenty five and it be ruled a touchback. It mean have to be in the end zone.
3: Yeah, no, you're right. It's uh, if if the fair catch is within the twenty five, it's a touchback and brought out to the thirty five yard line.
2: I, 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 I'm not a big fan of the rule. I see why they. I see why they made the rule, but I, I don't. I don't particularly care for it.
3: I don't either. I think it penalizes teams that. And sorry, Adam, if I cut you off on this one, but I think it penalizes teams that have decent kickers, you know? And I mean, yeah, okay, Western has been known to kick it out of the end zone a, a few times. Yeah. I'm trying to remember, it wasn't Illinois State who we saw last year. I'm trying to remember who who we saw last year at homecoming. But, you know, both teams, the wind was out of the south. Both teams were mm-hmm. kicking it through the north end zone. I don't know that they could have kept it in, you know, the 35-yard zone. You know, I, this is crazy.
2: That's the, you don't even have to have a really. You don't even have to have a great leg anymore. Now, just kick it deep enough and have your coverage team get there fast enough. Someone's going to call a fair catch at the five yard line, and I'm going to get the ball the twenty five. It's not
3: the twenty five. It's the thirty
2: five. Was oh, it the thirty five?
3: Yeah, they'll bring it out That's to the thirty five. I think it's
2: the 35. Oh uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think they just recently moved it up.
0: Let's see
2: article. This article says committee changed the starting position on touchbacks this year or that year. We're seeing team start its drive on the twenty five. Let's see. Oh it's twenty five. I'm sorry about that. I think
3: it's they
2: kick yeah, off to, out to the 20 i I'm about to say if it's the thirty five, I definitely don't like it then.
3: Yeah, no, it is it is the twenty five, but still, that's still a significant penalty.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it is. the
3: best way to put it. You know, and I understand that. I mean, these kids are 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 putting their brains literally, you know, in in danger every week. I mean, it's yeah. just an inherent part part of the sport. But you know, now. Now you're penalizing the kicking team. You're penalizing those teams that have decent special teams.
0: Well,
2: you know what you're signing yourself up for, also. So I get to where they're coming from and trying to protect the head area and all this stuff, but I think it's been a little overprotective right now. Mhm. Mhm. Kickoff returns one of the agree. exciting things in a game, too.
3: Yeah, and this this also, you know, to have that that um, to have that fair catch inside the twenty five yard line, you know, what's what's the incentive to bring it out now?
2: Right. Yeah, that's true. If you if you know you're not going to get to at least twenty five, you just got to call a fair catch.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, let's think. What should we talk about? While we're on the topic of rule change, a, a question that seems to sparks debate is: Guys, um, yeah, so why not
1: just talk about rule changes that are happening?
2: Well, would y'all would y'all like to see an overtime rule change? Would y'all like to see? Because I know college overtime they start at the twenty-five, which is already How basically the red a shirt? good kicker's wheelhouse.
1: Sure. See, they got NCAA made some new rules here. We got, ooh, a recruiting restriction.
0: See.
1: Looks like they cannot hire people that are associated with recruits to help work out at camps and clinics anymore. Yeah. Um, red shirts. I know they moved it's like you can play four games and not pull the red shirt of a player.
2: Is what it is oh, yeah. now. Oh that one.
1: And then there was something that's like,
2: oh, here's
1: a big one for the championship game. Alcohol can now be served at championship game events. So they will now serve I'm alcohol almost,
3: Nothing against it, but I'm almost surprised that that hasn't happened already.
1: I know, I am too. Cause didn't it, I heard Illinois just did that now. You can now sell beer at Illinois College football games or sporting events now. Yeah, this,
3: this is the first year that, that that's been allowed. So I can't imagine what that's going to be like you know macomb's oh. uh you know has has had a record of of being a drinking town i, I i'm a little bit i'm i'm a little bit um curious how that's going to be you know going down to that first game where you can get a beer or, you know get something to drink i feel like at least
1: for western that will now bring more fans into games
3: oh, i agree i remember
1: the i remember the games i've been there it was such it was pretty poorly attended by Western fan. Even, I think it was their homecoming when we played you guys about four years ago. See, that one was pretty poorly attended too. Well,
3: and, and you know, there, the first
0: game of the year were there, is usually they were pretty well
3: attended. What? Yeah. I, I think, you know, it, it. the first game of the year is usually pretty well attended and and it doesn't matter whether we've got a great team or whether, you know, whether we've got kind of a eh, team, you know, the the attendance goes down markedly each game. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if this does bring some people oh, yeah. and, into into the games because I think it, it was funny how much it excited the alumni base. Oh, yeah. The alumni were, were super excited about this.
1: I think the alumni are probably more excited than the students.
3: It's very possible, because think of how many of the students can't drink.
1: That's true. It's, not, it's pretty much upper class and juniors and seniors. It's that. Yeah. depends on how old the juniors but the are. But alumni,
3: the alumni base is pretty pumped about this. At least the ones that were commenting, of course, on Facebook. Oh, well, Yeah. Yeah. And I saw a few of them were commenting. Oh, yay! You know, we're gonna ha- we're definitely gonna have to go to homecoming, or you know, we're gonna have to make a game this year.
1: Yeah, just think of how many at least in so the NDSU game this year. How many NDSU fans will come to that game now?
3: Well, I think you go there just because it, it is such a strong program. But you know, but yeah, for, for anything, like, you know,
1: more people might come now for that one, at least for NDSU fans. Just because they can now drink in the stadium,
3: I don't think for NDSU that it, that it matters. You know, I mean that's that's, that, sure. that's going to be a well-attended game. I think. You know, and Illinois that's State is sure. usually a fairly well-attended game because again they're so close. It's a rivalry. You know. Um, you know, I don't know about how much of the rest of the conference. So, Missouri State. That's that. That'd be like okay, yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, know. Southern coming up now. Now you're starting to get you know get the fan base excited, but you know most of the rest of the conference, especially like the Dakota teams, it's like oh okay, yeah they're they're coming in to play football.
0: Yeah,
3: I feel you. Yeah. 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 Kind to look
1: back at the schedule for next week. See there's any other games we might want to talk about? We're talking all about the Tennessee Tech Chattanooga game next Thursday night.
3: I think that's Chattanooga's game. Did you, I don't know. I'll add yeah, Tennessee I agree. Tech.
1: you think Tennessee Tech can, can take that game? I don't know much about that. I don't really look into that
0: much. I'm
2: taking Chad and they are get easy.
0: Okay.
1: How about if few have things going on at night? Ooh, half hour before, that's... If another D2 game, that should be an easy win. Um, how about Weaver State and Utah? That happens right about the time we're starting.
3: I think it's going to be a close game, but I, I think Utah takes it. Well, I mean, yeah,
0: Utah's I think Utah.
3: Been, Utah's not been a strong program, but I think that they'll, they'll be able to be you know, a division you know, FCS game.
1: Oh, yeah. I think it'll be a close, at least two-score
2: game. Maybe. I think it'll be close first half. I think I think Utah wins three or four scores in the second half.
1: Okay. I hear you. You still recording these Jeff?
3: I am still. Uh, yeah, I'm typing away.
1: All right. <laughs> make I know we want to get track of these. The game oh well,
3: I'll keep track of them. No worries.
1: Yeah, I think another possible upset next week for SCS could be Southeastern Louisiana. They're playing Louisiana Monroe.
3: I actually picked that game for the pool. I think that is going to be a good game. I'm not sure how I'm going on it though yet. Honestly, I I think that that could be an upset though. Um. Mm, boy, am I willing to go out on the limb for that though? Yeah, just a second. What time is that game? That's, that's, uh, that's a seven o'clock game.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's
3: yeah, that that that's a wild card game I picked for next week. Um, you'll see that by the way later. Um,
1: All right, sweet. I'm ready to pick those.
3: Mm-hmm. I, What's the I, I'm, tonight. I'm sorry.
1: When will those be released?
3: Over the weekend. I don't know if if they're ready to be to be released yet. I'll have to ask. But um, Uh, we've got we've got all the games. This weekend's games. What'd you say?
1: So they won't be included in this this weekend's games then?
3: Or will they? Well, we don't do this weekend's games for the pool. So, and by the way, Dakota, if you want to be in the pool, let me know. Um, <laughs> but honestly, I mean, um, Southeast Louisiana and Louisiana Monroe, I, I I put them as a wild card game. I think that that game could be an upset. I I just I'm having trouble pulling the trigger and saying for sure Southeast Louisiana. That's my pick. But I think it's going to be a close game either way.
0: I, I, I,
3: you know, I, I think for right now I'm just going to say Louisiana Monroe. Oh, Dakota. What's your thoughts? I know that that's a you know that that is a FCS you know team going to an FBS school, but what do you think?
2: Uh, I'm with you. I, I I'm not really. Ready to go a certain, definite one way, but right now my gut would tell me Louisiana Monroe. Okay. Monroe hasn't been a terrible FBS rule. They've been a really consistent middle-of-the-road team, so I I think they can handle their business against southeastern Louisiana. I
1: see you, I see I'm going to throw a little curveball. I'm gonna go with Southeast Louisiana pulling off a close one at the end.
3: I think whichever way this game goes, it's gonna be close. It's, it's a it's a game that could very well be decided fourth quarter, but I, I, I'm just I'm just not feeling it for uh, for Southeast Louisiana right now. So I'm going Louisiana Monroe, and, and I'll for. For at least the fanatics, I'm going with that as my pick. Oh uh, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean on Saturday morning when you see when you see these picks released that uh you know <laughs> next Saturday when you see these picks released that I'm going you know, I'm not going southeast Louisiana.
1: Yeah. You could easily change your mind for the next week. Yeah. It looks like all the games that are worth discussing. Especially when we talk about Central Connecticut State Ball State.
3: Oh, that's Ball State. Yeah. I mean, Ball State's I not.
0: Think...
3: Ball State's not been a bad FBS team, but they've always been at least decent. They've 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 shown some good good seasons in the MAC. So I don't yeah. think Ball State's going to have any trouble at all with uh, with anybody you know from FCS that comes in there. And I see. And, and, and they're oh, they're, not gonna, they're not going to they're not going to be picking. By the way, they're not going to be bringing in uh, something you know like a North Dakota State. They're going to be you know be picking like an Indiana State because they'll they'll keep it kind of local there. I'm surprised Connecticut, Central Connecticut's coming in there.
1: Probably both needed a gain so they figured why not. Yeah.
3: It'll be a good experience for central Connecticut State, don't get me wrong. Oh yeah. By the way, did we dis- I-, I don't have it down, but did we discuss Moorhead State in eastern Kentucky? We did not. I
1: don't I don't think we did. I, I just glanced by that one too. Oh, I see I, think pulling that, that one out. I think it's
3: time to, to bring that one up then.
1: Well, yeah, why not? Yeah, I think you're oh. pulling that out. Just for a second,
0: guys.
3: What do you think, Dakota?
2: Uh, I'm also going to go e- I'm going to also lean Eastern Kentucky um, Old OVC rivals um, Moorhead's really been down the Last few seasons They've struggled against the, even the bad teams against In the FCS So I, I, I think I don't think Eastern Kentucky Pull it out at home
1: Yeah it's at home It's a goes in night game Just a second here
3: what do, I, I should know this off the top of my head. What what conference is Morehead State in? Are they mean? Yeah, they, they're uh, Pioneer. I think. find out. Oh, jeez, I should have known that. You know, though, uh, looking at that, you're right. Um, it's Eastern Kentucky, I think, all the way on this one.
1: Morehead State in OVC. It's I'm just sorry. The basketball. You're morehead Moorhead State. You're out of Moorhead, Kentucky, right?
3: Yeah.
1: yeah, is, oh, yeah they're they're,
3: they're, they're in-state rivals. Yeah. They're in-state
2: rivals. Yeah, and Moorhead used to be in the OVC. But... No, they're, they're right. All... They're in
3: the Pioneer. In fact, they're not even a they're... good team in the Pioneer. And I, I hate to say that. Yeah, that's but what think, I'm saying. I they think started. you got better or we everything yeah. else. Then, yeah, I, I mean, Ohio, Ohio Valley football is better than Pioneer football. I mean, Pioneer football is fun to watch, but I, I don't think that they do very well when they when they leave the conference. And, and of course, I say that, and then I, you have you know San Diego and Dayton, and but yeah. you know. They, they've done fairly well outside the conference. But other than those two two schools right off the top of my head, I'm not going to stick my neck out and say that anybody else is going to do well outside the conference. mm so I think Eastern Kentucky's probably winning that game. Yeah, I agree. Pretty <laughs> kind of
1: easily, too. Yeah games we got. That might be all of us that are worth actually discussing. Every other game is G 2 versus uh, FCS pool. Well, yeah, well, that's
3: probably going to be an easy way to win. Yeah, other than Quincy and Indiana State, I'm really not paying too much attention to a Division II school. I'm sorry. Yeah. No.
1: Yeah, no. But
3: that's if you're all looking all right, at Shorter right. and Stanford, I'm I'm really thinking that's probably <laughs> going to be, you know, no.
1: I think it's going to be a Shorter victory. And,
3: and, and you know, I even look at Savannah State versus UAB next week.
1: That's I was that has Carolina's
3: a potential season. to be a game. But that that remember. has the potential to be a game, but I really think UAB is going to win it in the end.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to say, I think Savannah State, I don't remember. I do probably one of my conferences, but I don't know what conference they're in. I I, in the, oh, they're in the MIAC.
3: Yeah.
1: I think like they're one of my
3: conferences for some reason. No, um, but but honestly, I, again, Savannah State. Eh, I don't think that they're going to do well, you know, against the UAB. Uh, in fact, wow. uh, I was thinking that it might be close for the first half. Uh, it, the turning point of that game again might be the national anthem.
0: Yeah, I see that. So
3: I feel pretty okay.
2: confident saying I I would go UAB on that one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I too would go. I too would go UAB. Probably would lean toward being not competitive at all. Mm-hmm. Leaving two.
1: They're leaving the ass.
3: yeah I there where the they're act.
1: moving to oh, think they're leaving it
3: oh really okay well, I can see it where they're them moving to It'd be nice if they moved to the big south that might
1: be where they're moving to big south
3: i need I need a tab here just a second
1: yeah I'm just looking. Up right now, actually see where I'm moving to. I bet I could see it being the big south but that's yeah I'm moving there. Moving to the oh they're moving down oh I think
3: they're going back to Division Two yeah I can I'm seeing here
1: forgot to announce it last year they're moving back to seven 7th Division I conference they're beginning the transition transition right now actually.
0: Okay. So they should be
1: down there. This might be their last season. Yeah, they this is their last season in the yeah. Well and I can but
0: understand
3: that, that. Gonna... I mean, it's kind of a shame, but at the same point, you know, it, it makes probably more more sense for them.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: Yeah,
3: you know at least at least you know that they're that they're, they're, keep, they're keeping their athletic traditions alive there. They're not having to drop programs. It looks like I, I'm seeing the the same yeah. thing that you're probably reading.
0: Are you reading up there?
3: And they're going to uh, be yeah, there with yeah. other Georgia colleges, so that'll be a good thing.
1: Uh-huh. They're probably headquartered in Georgia. So. Yeah, yeah. And, and and who
3: knows? You might even see them pop back up and and challenge somebody in in the MEAC or somebody in the Southwest Athletic Conference. Oh yeah, Usually
1: they got a team. It looks like in their conference, at in Kentucky team in Alabama, but most of them it
3: looks like are in Georgia. So travel wise alone, that, that makes more sense.
1: Oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense for them. And it's, they, their conference consists of HBCUs. And they got teams from Georgia, South Carolina, Alabama, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Ohio. So they good southern team that's down there. Yeah. All right. We got about see what is,
3: five minutes left. Mm,
0: a little, yeah.
3: I think a little longer than that, about six. Six, yeah. yeah I think we are got
1: 5.45. So we're got
3: it. About five minutes. What game are you looking most forward to? Well, I think we're probably easily able to tell what game we're most looking forward to between the three of us, other than a team that involves our school. Tell me what game you're looking most forward to next week. Next week,
0: I'd
1: say Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with the Western Illinois-Montana State game. I think that one, we'll be able to see really what each team has.
0: Yeah.
3: I like that game. What about you guys? Well, seeing that Western Illinois and Montana State, you know, would exclude my role of of going for a, a, a game that involves my school, I can't pick that one, of course. Um, and a game that we didn't pick because it's actually going to be a week from Saturday is Northern Iowa and Montana. I'm looking forward to that Ooh, game. I, I I think that that's going to be a great game. You know, it's it's out there in Montana again, and I, I think that that's, that's going to be a really tough game for both conferences.
1: And that was, I know that was one of the games we had
3: discussed, actually, the be our game of the week next week.
1: Okay. That's an eight o'clock game. That's prime time.
3: Mhm. I think it's perfect. Yeah. That will be a fun game. I I I think that I think the Panthers will do well against the Grizzlies. Exac except, except for the fact, again, you're at altitude. Can they handle Montana in Montana? And you couldn't do it, so if You got soft on us there, dude. <laughs>
2: I'm going to go one. A, that's a week from Saturday as well. I'm going to go FBS, FCS, Nichols, and Kansas. Ooh.
3: That could be a fun game.
1: that one. That could be. FBS.
3: Maybe not for
0: FBS fans, but yeah,
3: I think that'll be a fun game to watch. Kansas, not a traditional stronghold of the uh, the Big Twelve. Uh-uh. Nichols has, has been a, a fairly good FCS yeah. program, so I think yeah, I think I'm, that that yeah, I think. I want to see if Nichols matchup. can
2: take the next step challenge for the conference title and what what better way to start than a FBS upset on the road, even though it is Kansas, still FBS.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's another one I'm looking at right now that I'm looking forward to next week. South Dakota State versus Iowa State. I think that game will really see what SDSU has for receiving core.
3: I think that game's gonna be a good matchup. I still think Iowa State will win it. But I think that game's yeah. a good matchup.
1: I Iowa State's improved a lot within the last few years. But I think they I think they win that by two scores, but
0: yeah.
3: yeah. I and I think yeah. another game that you know that I'm looking forward to next week is uh, Georgia State hosting Kennesaw State. You know, I think, again, you're going to see a team here that's just going to just dominate. I think yeah. the Owls will go in and just beat the heck out of them.
0: hmm
2: Yeah, I've been, I've been I think Kennesaw is in for a really big year. So, you know, in like Sam, it's inner-city rivalry. Another FBS team that's uh-huh. not known to doing much since moving up. So, perfect opportunity for Kennesaw to get started on the right foot and to solidify themselves as one of the top FCS teams going into the season. Definitely.
3: Oh, Guys, sure. we've got a minute left. What's your closing thoughts for the evening? Uh,
0: Saturday,
1: Is it
2: Saturday yet?
1: 6 o'clock, ESPN prime time. <laughs> to watch a good old killing by North Carolina A T. That was gonna be a great old score win by A and T there over the O V C five time undefeated champion, Jacksonville State. Hold you're
3: going uh you're going um you going at and T there?
1: Did you not hear what I said? I think
0: we'll score
3: a win by a and Okay. All right. All right. I'm I agree with Dakota. It's, is it time for Saturday yet? I hope so.
1: All right. See you yep. next week.
3: Sounds great. Have a great week, guys.
2: Right. Yep, y'all too. too. See y'all next week.